0: Ah, the holiday for strings. It can only mean one thing. It's holiday time here on Sounds Like Radio. You know, I am getting in the mood for Thanksgiving. It's coming real fast. And in order to get in the mood, I often think of shows I've been listening to practically all my life. In particular, there are two episodes of a very funny radio show that I remember hearing back when I was in my 20s. And I think I've heard these two shows, or at least one of them, the Chester the Turkey uh, program, I think I've heard it every year since I was in my 20s, and it's been a while. And that's what I'm going to play, you friends, two little episodes. These are only 15, or actually they're about 10 to 12 minute episodes, of Lum and Abner a very funny program Lum and Abner. It's one of those shows I listen to every Sunday morning as I'm making breakfast, and two of my very favorite Lum and Abner programs are the Thanksgiving show and the Christmas show. Well, what we've got for you today are two of the Thanksgiving episodes of Lum and Abner. This first one is, I think, a real classic. This is when Lum is getting set to go out and do his duty with the turkey. It's turkey time on Thanksgiving, and Lum's got to execute the turkey. He grabs the hatchet, and Abner comes with him, but Lum, he just is having a lot of trouble trying to do this. Well, I think you'd have a lot of trouble, too, if you heard Lum's (laughs) Lum's little story here that goes with Chester the turkey. Well, let's listen to it now, friends. This is a goodie. Lum and Abner and the Chester the turkey story from November 28th of 1946 here on Sounds Like Radio's Thanksgiving special. My granny's Abner, I believe that's our ring.
1: I know this llama. I believe you're right. Now we'll see. Hello, jot them down, store. This is Roman and Abner.
2: what's going on down in Pine Ridge. Well, as we look in on the little community today, we find Abner at Lum's house as the two old fellows get ready to execute one of the basic operations of Thanksgiving. Listen.
3: Well, come on, Lum. Let's get out and back there and take care of that turkey gobbler if we're going to.
1: Yeah, yeah, we better do that. <laughs>
3: Elizabeth and the women folks over at my place just waiting to eat it in the oven. <laughs> You ought to see the stuff in there making for that thing. <laughs> oh, Looks Lord. good, does it? Oh,
1: pretty <laughs> sight I've ever seen in well, my life. Come on, follow me.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. I got him pinned up in the backyard
3: here. <laughs> well, sure, it's mighty nice of you to furnish the turkey first. Well,
1: I figured really? it's just about my turn. Every year, I've always had with you or Robert Grandpaps. So this year, I decided I was going to try to pay you all back. A little bit, at least, please.
3: <laughs> well, you needn't have done it. Of course, it's mighty nice
1: of you, though. Well, I wanted to. I wouldn't have felt right about it if I hadn't did it.
3: Yeah, we'll sure enjoy it.
1: And I will say that none of you are going to be disappointed in this turkey, neither. There he is. Ah. See him stand there? Oh. Ain't he a humdinger? I don't get look at him. Just look how he stands on them two legs.
3: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's a dandy.
1: <laughs> oh, he struts backwards and forwards across there. Yeah, look at him. Said you, I fed him better than I fed myself.
3: Yeah, well, you can tell that by looking at him. He's about twice the size you are.
1: Well, it's that cracked corn that did it.
3: Is that all you've been eating?
1: I mean, that's what I fed the turkey. Oh,
3: <laughs> I was going to say. Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the only way to do it, though, I Abner. Mean, raise your own turkey. Oh, yeah, Lord. That way you know just what you're getting. Sure. You know what it's been fed and how it's been raised. And best of all, you can get it good and fast. Lots of meat on it. Yeah.
3: Well, from the looks of that, you sure done a good job. Look at him. He is fat, ain't he? Oh, biggest <laughs> than i ever seen, I do
1: believe. Don't walk, you to Yes, sir. Look
3: at him. Well, sir, <laughs> it's the
1: only way. I ain't sure it's any cheaper the way feed has been costing lately, but it's still the best idea.
3: Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. One. Well,
1: you want me to go in and get
3: him? Well, may as well. <laughs> you got the axe ready, ain't you? Yeah, it's right there by the chopping block. Yeah, well,
1: there it goes, then. How do you unhook this gate here? Oh just a minute, Admiral. Uh How? I I just want to take one more look at him.
3: One more look?
1: Yeah. Sort of looks pretty standing there, don't he?
3: Oh, he's a dandy.
1: All them feathers and all.
3: Yeah. He's gonna look a heap prettier, some cranberry sauce and gravy around him, (laughs) huh? Well, we better get to work on him, huh? Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh just a second, Admiral. What's the matter now? I just wondering if the axe is sharp enough. Oh, it's bound to be, sure. Maybe I better take it and run over to Ulysses and sharpen it again just to make sure.
3: Now, now we ain't got time for that. Them women folks are all over there waiting for this bird.
1: Yeah, that's right. Dan.
3: Sure.
1: Well, yeah, we better go ahead with it, I guess. Yeah, doggies, we're late now.
3: Uh, how'd you say you unhooked this gate here?
1: Well, you just take hold of that nail there. And, uh, wait a minute, though. I just happened to think of something, Abner.
3: Uh, what
1: is it? Do you think that turkey's fat enough to kill? Fat
3: (laughs) on her. He's got so much weight on him, he's getting bow legged. Look at him there.
1: (laughs) Well, I just hate to go over there with one that wasn't big enough.
3: Well, you don't need to worry about that with this bird. I'll tell you that right now.
1: It's a waste of money to kill them before they're ready, too. Don't reckon we ought to save him till Christmas.
3: Till Christmas? Well, me, Lum, don't you know there's a house full of people over at my place waiting to eat this turkey? They come there for Thanksgiving. I don't want them hanging around there till Christmas. I can tell you that right here and now.
1: Well, I just wanted to make sure it was all. I guess you better go ahead.
3: Well, I had if we want any Thanksgiving dinner.
1: Uh, Abner. What now? Kind of be careful of Chester's left leg there.
3: Why, sure. Chester's?
1: Yeah, he sort of skinned it up the other day. Didn't...
3: Well, just a minute.
1: Who's Chester? Well, that's him. The turkey?
3: Yeah. Well, for the me sakes, Eli. Ha ha!
1: Well, I know it sounds silly, but i had to call him something. I couldn't just say, good morning, turkey, or good evening, turkey. That'd sound sillier.
3: So instead you say, good morning, Chester, and good evening, Chester. Is that what you do? Yeah. I suppose that don't sound silly.
1: Why, no, of course not.
3: Well, you better get ready to say goodbye, Chester, because I'm going in there right now. Wait a
1: minute, Abner. Long they're waiting for us over there at the house. I know, but, well, we might be making a mistake.
3: Mistake.
1: Yeah, I'm feared Chester might be a little tough eating.
3: Oh,
1: Lord. All oh, that jumping up in trees makes muscles in him. What's he doing jumping up in trees? Well, you jump up in a tree, too, if a dog taken out after you.
3: How could a dog get after him? He's inside the pen there.
1: Well, he can't stay pinned up in there all the time. Uh-huh. He's got to have a little exercise. And that's when the dog's chasing. On our little walks.
3: Oh, well,
1: your little walks? Yeah. When I get home in the evening, Chester always likes to go for a little stroll.
3: Now, just a minute, Lum, let me get this straight.
1: Just about dusk.
3: You mean you and that turkey actually taking walks together right out on the public road? Well, it was after dark, sort of. Well, it's a lucky thing for you it was. If anybody saw you and that turkey gobbler walking along the road, they'd have had you bored for the simple.
1: Well, I don't see nothing wrong with that. (laughs) What
3: about walking with a turkey?
1: (laughs) Chester's as well-behaved a turkey as you ever seen. (laughs) And so friendly.
3: No.
1: Wouldn't harm a soul. Understanding, little fellow.
3: Oh, bound to be,
1: yes. Me and him's got to be almost like brothers. Well. You already saw how cute he was when he'd nuzzle in my coat pocket looking for a hot tamale.
3: Hot tamale?
1: (laughs) Oh, he just loves them things. A turkey? Every night on my way home, I'd stop by Luke's there and pick up a hot tamale for Chester.
3: You mean that turkey there actually eats them hot tamales?
1: Ain't no one thing in this world he likes better. Well,
3: now I've heard everything.
1: I think it's the corn in him he likes so well. Huh. Sit there all day long in his little pen just waiting for me to bring him one in the evening. Well, <laughs> I do. Know. so cute. Huh. The minute he sees me coming, he jumps up, sticks his head through the fence and cocks it over on one side and then looks at at me with them big brown eyes.
3: Well, bless his
1: heart. Gives a man something to rest home for at night after his day's works did. Yeah. Oh, I tell you, Abner, Chester's been a big comfort to me these last few months. A awful big comfort.
3: Yeah, I can see that, Lon,
1: yeah. When everything's went wrong and everybody's turned against me, I, I always knowed I could come home to Chester. He'd be there waiting for me. True blue. Bless yes, bless of heart. And now? Yeah. You say they're uh waiting for us over there? Uh yeah. Really?
3: Uh, well? Uh long, maybe you better sort of turn your head the other direction and give me the you know, the A X.
1: Yeah. Thanks is I think I'll just go on in the house, Abby.
3: Yeah, that's a good idea, good idea uh, wait a minute, Long. Huh. I just stand there looking at Chester. You know, he, he don't look any too fat, come to think about it. Awful frail. Oh, yeah, he's poorly.
1: But well, he ain't been feeling his level best here late, I don't think.
3: That's more likely mostly feathers on him, ain't it? There ain't no meat under there at all. I right? doubt it.
1: I doubt it. So well, it looks to me. Well, I'm going in the house, Abner.
3: Yeah, uh, wait a minute, Lom. I'm coming in there with you. I, I might need to rest up for a few minutes or something. Rest up? Yeah, I, I'm getting awful tired, Lom. Been awful busy this morning. Elizabeth had me chasing around, getting sweet potatoes out of the barn and everything for her.
1: Well, come along.
3: That. A.X. is sort of heavy, you know. The fellow needs to rest up before it can swing it good. Or even lift it, as far for as that goes. Got to get up strength, you know. Ain't as young as I used to be, hardly.
1: No. You know, I... I was just thinking, Abner. Yeah? Going in.
3: Huh? Oh, yeah, thank you. What was you thinking, Mom?
1: Well, you know, sometimes Luke Spears or... Well, what I mean is, sometimes on Thanksgiving, he generally gets carried away and thinks he's going to have more customers than he... Well, the best thing to do is call him up right now, I reckon. Is that who you're going to call, Luke, says? Yeah, I think that's the best thing to do, don't you? Well, yeah, I reckon so. If you mean that you're going to ask him... Well, if wait it... a minute. Huh? Hello, is that you, Luke? Yeah, this is Lom. Well, <laughs> happy Thanksgiving to you, too, Luke. Yeah, well, say, I was just wondering, uh, I recollect last year you roasted up more turkeys than you needed at the lunchroom, and I was wondering if maybe you didn't have one sitting around there you might sell private this year. Oh, well, I don't care what it costs. No, that's fine, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. yeah me and Abner will be right down. Yeah,
3: wait a minute,
1: Long. don't hang up. Uh, just a second, Luke. What is it, Abner? Oh, yeah, Sure. Oh, and Luke.
2: the time.
1: Will you throw in one hot
2: tamale, too? Well, at least Chester is going to have plenty to be thankful for today.
0: Ah, yeah, well, now, that's nice to know, and it? it's nice to know even a turkey is going to have a good time on Thanksgiving. I, I wonder what turkeys eat on Thanksgiving. I guess he has one of them hot tamales. Hey, that'd be good for a Thanksgiving dinner. At least if you asked Chester, it would be. Well, friends, we hope you enjoyed that little episode of Lum and Abner. Now we've got another one for you. This is another real classic episode of Lum and Abner, one I've heard just about every year. I haven't heard it as much as I've heard the Chester the turkey, but I've heard it a lot, and it's a great one. This is when Lum and Abner are sitting around the house on Thanksgiving Day. It's afternoon, I guess. And they're waiting for the turkey to be done and to be called to the table. The women folk are all in the kitchen. They're cooking up the turkey. The men folk are in the living room and they're talking about what's going on with this turkey. Where is it? Why is it taking so long? And oh my, oh boy, the men folk—they just don't get it, do they? I don't know if the ladies are going to like this one, but it's—it's it's pretty funny. I like it. <laughs> Here's Luman and Abner and the Waiting for Thanksgiving Turkey program originally broadcast November 22nd, 1945. Here is Luman and Abner on Sounds Like Radio.
2: That's our ring time for Luman and Abner brought to you by the makers of Alka-Seltzer. Thanksgiving Day has arrived in Pine Ridge, and the Spears and the Quincy families and Lum have been invited to eat a big turkey dinner at the Peabody home. Well, we'll soon see what happens next. A happy Thanksgiving Day, folks, and good health to you all. And now let's see what's going on down in Pine Ridge. Well, as we look in on the little community today, we find Grandpap, Long, and Ulysses S. Quincy in the Peabody parlor discussing the weather while they wait for dinner.
1: Listen. Now, sir, this morning I thought sure was going to snow or rain, but it turned off right pretty. See the sun breaking through the clouds there, Ulysses? Yeah, looks okay, Long. Yes, sir, I wouldn't put too much dependence on that, though. The almanac said cloudy. You can look it up for yourself. Page 272, I believe it is. Well, Cloudy. Well, the
3: best said dinner won't be ready for at least an hour yet. Reckon you fellers can wait that long? Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, I don't mind. Give me more of a chance to work up an appetite. Yeah,
3: okay.
1: <laughs> if there's one thing I hate to do, it's draw up a chair to a Thanksgiving dinner with just half an appetite.
3: Oh, yeah, Lomi, I mean that's one meal where a fella ought to be all set to eat. Well,
1: personal I'm ready to eat right now.
3: Well, you just have to wait, Grandpa, because the women folks ain't got the vettles done yet. Uh, say that reminds me they want somebody to go out and draw a couple of buckets of water from the well there too. Oh, sure. All right. Didn't say exactly what they wanted for, I uh... Needed in the kitchen there cooking or something, I reckon.
1: How how was the turkey coming Abner? Did you get a look at it?
3: No, I never, Grandpa. I wanted to, but they keep it so dead blame hot out there in that kitchen. I just couldn't stand to stay around there.
1: Did you notice that, too? Oh,
3: Lord, me. Look at me.
1: They always do that. I recollect last year when we cooked in that Thanksgiving dinner over at our place. They got the kitchen so hot. It never cooled off for two days. I think they smothered the turkey to death.
3: They're doing the same thing again this year, I'll tell you that. Seems like every time a batch of women get together in a kitchen, the first thing they do is get the temperatures up to where a man just might not
1: suffocate. Yeah, reckon why they do that.
3: I don't know. They must like it that way, I reckon.
1: Yes, sir. Women folks are cutie of all I said.
3: Must be more cold-blooded than men folks. I know I couldn't stand it out there in that kitchen five minutes like it is.
1: I believe I've read, Summers, that women folks have got thinner blood than men.
3: Well...
1: Either thinner or thicker, I forget which now. They're different, I know. Maybe it's cause they're weaker. Yeah, whatever it is, I wish they'd hurry up and get the vittles on the table. I'm finished.
3: Yeah, me too, me too.
1: I don't see what you fellas want to race things along for. I just enjoying sitting here, not doing nothing. Just <laughs> rocking. Seems nice to have nothing to do for a change. Well, yes, it's yes, nice, I reckon. That's what a holiday's for, rest. Take it easy. Get away from your work. Folks needs a holiday.
3: Well, I reckon you're right, off People got to have a change sometime, even if it's just for one day, I reckon.
1: Yeah, I don't know what I would have did if this holiday hadn't come along when it did. I was getting plumb wore out. From what, Grandpa? From that telegram delivery job of mine. Oh, wore right down to the ragged edge. My, I got to the breaking
3: point. Well, of course, he don't deliver them telegrams every day, though. Well, no, it
1: ain't the number of delivers I make. It's the strain I work under all the time. Strain, huh? Oh, yeah. Got to be on my toes every minute. Hmm. The tension is terrible. Well, yeah. Never know when a telegram's coming in. If I know when they're coming in, it'll be all right. And I'll go three or four months without no telegrams. That's what makes it so hard on me. Well, I never had looked at it just that way before, I'll admit you look at it sometimes that way, and you see what I mean. Yeah. Then directly two or three of them will pop in in one month. Oh, Oh, my It's the uncertainties of the thing. Some months a telegram will come in, and then again it might not.
3: Well, I can see that's a harder job than I ever allowed it was, yes, sir. Well, that
1: just goes to prove my point. Every human, no matter who it is, man or woman, needs a holiday now and then. Ain't that right, Ulysses? Yeah,
3: okay.
1: Huh? Uh, how's
3: that? Say, yeah, I believe you're right. Okay. Oh
1: yeah, the human body's just like a machine. You can't expect it to work every day, year in and year out. It's got to have a rest. Of all I said that. Well,
3: well, I'm for it a hundred per cent. I love holidays. Of course, I don't see why women folks needs a holiday. Necessary.
1: Oh, no, they deserve them, too.
3: Well, of course, it's nice that they can't enjoy them. I'm for that, I reckon. I'm just sort of remarking they don't need them as much as us men folks.
1: Well, I don't know. I believe you're wrong there, Abner. Oh, well, well. woman don't do the heavy work a man does, natural. Still, she's got little chores to do from day to day, and she works at them pretty steady.
3: Well, I reckon you're right. I know Elizabeth keeps up good on the little things she has to do around the place. She ain't lazy, I'll say that for her. Ain't a lazy bone in her body, I don't reckon.
1: It don't seem no more than right that they get one day to do sort of what they want to. Give them a rest, sort of a change. Yeah, yeah,
3: well, well, I think about it on any other Thursday. Long about this time, instead of sitting around a nice warm kitchen, why, Elizabeth be out in the field plowing, Or else she'd have a chopping axe in her hand splitting up some wood or something. Well,
1: that's what I mean.
3: As it is, why, she got up a... A couple of hours earlier this morning, got all that out of the way.
1: Yeah, sir, you know Charity done the same thing? She did. She done it. She was out of bed four daylight. <laughs> Made such a racket outdoors, I couldn't hardly sleep.
3: Same thing happened to me. But now I can see it was a good thing for them. Gives them the rest of
1: the day to enjoy
3: themselves, you know, cooking and all such yes.
1: things. Well, sir, Charity must, just must love it. She started two days ago.
3: Yeah, oh, they look forward to these holidays. There's no two ways about it. They just love
1: them. Well, personally, I love to see the women folks enjoying themselves.
3: Yeah, don't spoil them too much.
1: They don't get out into the world much as us men folks do.
3: No, no, they don't. Sociable now and then, or quilting be, that's about all they get out.
1: Sometimes I think maybe the women need a nice holiday like this. Even more than us men do.
3: Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I hear somebody calling from the kitchen there.
1: I never hear nobody.
3: Sounded like it might be Charity. You better go out there and see what she wants, Grandpa. Yeah, all right.
1: Maybe I can hurry things along. Yeah, that's a good something.
3: idea. Tell them to get the rootin' and snootin'
1: Newton. No, sure. There's nothing like a holiday.
3: I bound you. I know what they're calling for. That water they wanted bring in from the well. That's oh, what they're yelping yeah, about.
1: Right. That's right. Well, Grandpa can get it for 'em. He's anxious to eat.
3: I just hope it ain't too heavy a work for him. Them. them are pretty big water buckets we got. It's all Elizabeth can do to care of them things herself, stout as she is.
1: Well, he's got sense enough not to fill them too full.
3: He's frail, old Grandpappy.
1: You know, I believe I'm beginning to get a little hungry myself. <laughs> Talking about eating. I can smell that turkey cooking out there, and it smells awful good. Don't it, Ulysses?
3: Yeah, okay. Uh, how's that? How's that smells okay, love?
1: Yes, sir, there's nothing like a holiday. Hey,
3: wait a minute, over there comes Grandpa back already. He done that pretty fast. Have you done carried in the water, Grandpap? No, no, they done it themselves. Oh, Miss Quincy went
1: out and got it.
3: Miss Quincy? Yeah. Oh, geez, that little woman of
1: yours must be awful stout for her size. Yeah, well, she's okay, Abner. Now they want somebody to go out there and turn the ice cream freezer.
3: Well, why didn't you do it as long as you was out there? Oh, it's too dead-blamed hot. I couldn't stand it. Well, you do that out on the back porch, Grandpa. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Did they say how quick we could eat?
1: Well, I asked, but I never did get no answer. <laughs> just kept bustling around there. Might uh, knock me over twice.
3: Yeah, oh, well, they're more likely they just excited because it's a holiday, you know. overcame with joy.
1: What I can't understand is why if they're enjoying themselves, they don't show
3: it more. Well, you know how women folks are Grandpa. You never can tell much about them just by looking at them. Elizabeth will go to a picture show and sit there and bowl and puddle up, scowl all the time, and then tell somebody how she enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, they're more than likely don't realize themselves how much they're enjoying this. Well, tomorrow after they went back to their work, then they'll see that they needed this rest and appreciate
3: it. Yeah, the change is good for them. Ain't no doubt about that. No doubts at all. Oh, no, give them something different to do. That's a thing on Thanksgiving this way. All right, Jimny,
1: I- I'm sort of getting hungry. I don't know where I can wait much longer. Probably. No,
3: me neither, Grandpap. I'm just might not starve it.
1: I tried to grab a pickled pear while I was out there, but Elizabeth taking the dish right out from under my hand. Well, that shows they're hurrying.
3: It oughtn't to be long
1: now. Oh, so. if it's much longer, they won't have to bother to set a place for me. I'll just be dead from starvation. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm beginning to feel the same way, Granddad. How about you, Ulysses? Oh, I could eat okay, Long. Why don't you go out there and stir them up a little, Abner? Reckon I ought to. Well, it's your house. You've got a right to say anything in it you want to. Oh, I have. Fun. Yeah, yeah, sure. Maybe I'll go back there right now. Tell them now. to slap them vittles on the table. Yeah, I'll do it. Uh, tell them Ulysses is hungry too, Abner. Yeah. that's the most wonderful flavor coming from that turkey out there. Yeah, that's one of our turkeys. Charity raised it herself. It's a good stoutin', too. Had to chase that thing clean over to the creek and back before she could catch it. Then I thought it was gonna throw her before she could put the axe to it. You, you seen the whole thing, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. Standing right there, I helped Charity's sweater while she chased him. Right
3: thoughty of you, Grandpap.
1: Uh, how's that, Ulysses?
3: Says right thoughty,
1: Grandpap, oh, to hold his woman's sweater. Uh, wait a minute, there comes Abner back. Get ready, men. Loosen your belts. Where do you want her to just set, Abner.
3: Uh, I, I'm feared we ain't
1: quite ready to eat yet, man. What? Well, what's holding things up? Well, Elizabeth,
3: you know her. She's still busy turning the crank on that ice cream. Oh, food. that's right. I was supposed
1: to send somebody out there to do that. I
3: offered to do it, but Elizabeth told me to get out of there. Said she'd do it herself.
1: She told you to get out.
3: Yeah, I don't know where I imagine this or not, men, but it just seems to me that that whole bunch of women folks out there is tewed about
1: something. Well, now, ain't that a shame? I don't know what it could be. Must have holiday. had some
3: little squabble amongst ourselves, I reckon.
1: Yeah, you know, the trouble with women, they just don't know how to relax and enjoy a holiday. If I live to be a thousand-year-old, I never will under... <laughs>
0: folk, they just will never learn to relax, especially here on a holiday. Oh, there you have it, friends, our second Thanksgiving episode of Plum and Abner. We hope you enjoyed it. It was rather amusing, I thought. Mm, I wonder if the women folk thought so. <laughs> well, anyway, it was still a good show. It was originally broadcast on November 22nd, 1945. We'll be back again with more Thanksgiving specials coming up, more Sounds Like Radio, and more Library of Sound. It's all coming up here on Sounds Like Radio, your favorite podcast and your favorite place to be. I know it. I can hear you tell me that. All right, friends. Till next time, then, I am your humble host saying so long for now. And thanks for listening, and happy Thanksgiving to everyone.